I'm Quinn Emmett, and this is Important Not Important, science for people who give a shit. The newsletter features the most important science news, how to think about it, and what the hell you can do about it. Hit subscribe right now to get this newsletter and my conversations with the world's smartest people every single week. You can find the email version and links to everything or read it on the blog at importantnotimportant.com newsletter or write in the show notes or description. It is November 18th, 2022. Here's the week summarized. Will rich countries pay low-income countries for climate loss and damages? How many lives would a vaccine equity have saved? Why is Mexican beer affected by climate change? Mental health and addiction apps aren't private or secure. And all the caveats to remember when we talk about fancy new artificial intelligence. In climate change news, as world climate leaders and a bazillion fossil fuel lobbyists continue to slog through negotiations at COP27, here's a roundup of concurrent global climate news. In Fuck Around and Find Out, Episode 9, Al Gore's graduated from PowerPoint slides to satellites that catalog 72,000 polluters in real time with lasers. There's no lasers, but stick with me. In climate finance, the EU and UK will help finance Vietnam's $11 billion transition away from coal. A year ago, the world's biggest banks committed to phasing out fossil fuel funding. Most of them are not doing that. Turns out Japan is quietly the largest public financier of new fossil fuel projects. Billions in loss and damage money to low-income countries is still very much in flux as rich countries drag ass, to put it lightly. Here's one idea. Overhaul the entire World Bank and IMF. Also, high interest rates have thrown a wrench in renewable energy financing, and the UK will spend tens of billions of pounds to reduce energy demand by 13% by 2028. In other news, Indonesia will produce more than 50,000 battery packs for new electric two-wheelers. France will require parking lots with more than 80 spots to be covered in solar panels. South Sudan's recurring floods have created some of the first permanent climate refugees, and extreme drought continues to crush the Horn of Africa. In the minerals, metals, and trees categories, copper is among the most vital ingredients for a clean future, and the New York Times has an incredible dive into the African supply chain. Brazil, Indonesia, and the Democratic Republic of Congo will work together once again to finally protect the world's rainforests. And the moral of the story here is, look, we've come a long way, but we have an equally long way to go. The wind is literally at our backs, sun's out, guns out or solar panels out, whatever you want to call it. Meetings like copper are a waste of time if we can't get real commitments and real equity out of them. Here's what we can do. 51 Democratic senators in the U.S. Congress doesn't make up for barely losing the House, but it still can go a hell of a long way towards the U.S. being able to stand by international climate commitments. You can donate to Senator Warnock's December runoff campaign at the link in our show notes, and also to the invaluable Georgia Safe and Strong Alliance of Local Organizers at a similar link. In COVID news, we've been running the vaccine equity update in almost every newsletter for almost a year. I've talked to global health pros online, uh, the conversations are right there in your show notes or in your feed, and offline over and over to understand why we haven't vaccinated the world and what we can do about it. The receipts are in now. A new study out of the UK cross-referenced global excess mortality and vaccine availability info to understand how deaths might have been different had vaccines been equitably distributed. And the theoretical number is absolutely brutal. 1.3 million lives could have been saved. The failures here are myriad. They're logistically and politically complicated. Again, you can listen to the combos uh, to get more context. But the morals are not. 
I don't have to explain to you that not only were 1.3 million lives essentially sacrificed, but in not vaccinating everyone everywhere, we paved the way for variants like Omicron to tear through countries like the U.S. here where shots were plentiful, if often wasted. So we can't go back in time. We can do better right now, and we can use this info to plan better for the next pandemic. Here's what we can do. In the meantime, check out BioBot's wastewater monitoring program for local governments, and then take it to your next city council meeting. In food and water news, Water Runs Dry isn't just the second best boys to men song, fight me. It's the future if we don't get our shit together. Here's another roundup, and you're welcome because I've been off for two weeks. Mexican brewers sold $5 billion in beer exports last year, but drought threatens nearly all of it. Big tech is having a rough ride as it is and is finding water needed to cool massive data centers in short supply. California is reconsidering desalination plants and how to capture runoff from theoretical future megastorms. Kenya, again with the Horn of Africa drought thing, uh, reversed a ban on drought-resistance genetically modified crops, and some folks are not pleased. Same issues as here, except for they are in massive drought. Uh, the Mississippi River, used to transport 92% of the country's agricultural exports, is drying up even faster than it was before, leaving 70% of the Great Plains in drought and now reaching the southeast. Finally, the new SWAT satellite, SWOT, can measure an incredible 95% of Earth's water and collect a complete sample on surface waters every month. I can't even make time to vacuum my air purifiers once a month. But Overall, on a planet more or less covered in undrinkable water, we have made ourselves quite the pickle. You can see it happening everywhere, so decarbonization truly cannot happen fast enough. Here's what we can do. Get deeper, better, more frequent water news from our friends at Circle of Blue. Here's a quick PSA. INI is 100% independent and mostly reader-supported. The newsletter is free to all. But to pay it forward and support our work, to get weekly deep dive essays from me and guests, to connect with other listeners like you, and get an invitation to our community, please consider becoming a paid member, or just become a paid member. Don't even consider it. Visit importantnotimportant.com slash membership to become a member today. In health and bio news, cut to five years ago, when everybody, so me, was plugging in video baby monitors and fun smart lights with really zero consideration for how secure they were. And we've discovered there's room for improvement. Those devices became somewhat more secure, but now telehealth apps, digital health apps, and health records in general are decidedly not. So this will surprise you, but mental health data and chat box do not mix. The Opioid Policy Institute and Legal Action Center dropped the results of a 16-month analysis of a dozen substance abuse mobile health sites, and they're not private. Russian cybercriminals hacked an Australian health insurer, accessing almost 10 million customers and releasing abortion and addiction info into or onto the dark web. And of course, unrelated, but also related, if you're at the World Cup, do not download any of the official apps. Look, we're actually starting to fix this stuff and go after these players. Google just settled with 40 states for almost $400 million for continuing to track your location after you said, no thanks. And a split Congress means the Kids Online Safety Act and the Children and Teens Online Privacy Protection Act are both technically still in play once the feds figure out how to best the best state-level bills. Sorry. Here's what we can do. Again, every bit of leverage matters. Donate to Senator Warnock's December runoff campaign at the links we've got and to the Georgia Safe and Strong Alliance so we can try to get ahead of technology for once. Speaking of that... I took a minute off, and now 
GPT-4, so the successor to GPT-3, calling all the generative AI out there, is apparently around the corner. And you can today ask AI basically any science question, and it'll answer, called from 48 million papers, textbooks, reference material, compounds, proteins, and other sources of scientific knowledge. This stuff is exciting as hell. Sounds incredible, right? Let's go over the usual caveats. These are really important. AI isn't alive. These are just models. Do not trust anything without verification. Confidence in these results is a long tail game, and so super technical stuff risks losing accuracy in the nitty-gritty as opposed to the most popular questions. AI doesn't have agency. AI is not sentient. It is an algorithm, in each case, trained on a data set, not a robot, much less an independent one. Any of these AIs, if we want to keep calling them, their capabilities are still incredibly narrow. Many, not all, but many of the people and companies building these tools are seeking to raise enormous amounts of money, or already have. They are not neutral parties. Going back to it, I cannot emphasize enough here again that an AI, or an algorithm, that can make a picture of two dogs recreating the moon landing, but this time the moon is made of vegan ice cream in the style of Dolly, great. But that same algorithm cannot, for example, drive a car or read a mammogram, much less better than a radiologist. So again, most of these creators have relatively little understanding of how the hell these processes work, and, and they're getting a little worried about that. But that doesn't mean they can just get away with the hand-wavy bullshit, right? We bring enormous biases and blind spots to everything we build, including these tools. Humans set agendas, whether we realize it or not. If we're going to acknowledge an AI's limitations, we should acknowledge our own, too. For example, we are 50% banana. Now I have to acknowledge that that statistic, while true, is an incomplete picture. I was just trying to make a point. So let's be excited, but let's build with ethics, inclusion, and humility up front. Here's what we can do. You can get free weekly updates on ethical AI from our friends at the Montreal AI Ethics Institute. Lastly, here's 10 things from my notebook. One, we gotta figure out how to make mRNA shots work for everything else, everywhere else on your body. Two, Frontier published a database of carbon removal knowledge gaps. Have at it. Three, will we edit the cholesterol gene? Four, Intel says that deepfake detector, their new deepfake detector, is accurate 96% of the time, which would be amazing. Five, is meditation as useful as Lexapro? Six, why is biopharma investing so unrewarding, unprofitable, or is it? Number seven, the first toddler has been treated for a disease before she was born. Eight, can we make corn more like cactus? Nine, there is another reason to break up the FDA. And 10, the U.S. may get another huge solar panel factory, thank you to Ira. Plus, great article on how daily walks help humans and dogs with dementia, and now I'm crying. That's the news for this week. Hit subscribe to get next week's news and tips straight to your feed. To go deeper, of course, visit importantnotimportant.com. Thanks for being a part of our community, and thanks for giving a shit. Have a great weekend.